Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Jiu-Jitsu Radio. This podcast sponsored by a lot of people. But before we get into the sponsors, I want to remind everyone to please go ahead and like the podcast, subscribe to it, share it with your friends, whether it's on iTunes, Google Play, and now on YouTube, wherever you get your podcast, please just go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, take a photo of us, Photoshop it, and post it on Instagram, whatever you'd like. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Jiu-Jitsu Radio. But more than any of that, go ahead and check out our sponsors. It this I can't even speak. You see this? Let's start over again. This podcast is brought to you by Choke Aloha. Use the promo code Jujitsu Radio at chokealoha.com and get 10% off your entire order. Even if you order it today, you might not get it for Christmas. But as soon as that package comes in, it'll be like Christmas all over again. So. I got a package for you for Christmas. Um I didn't have my microscope, sorry. Was that to do <laughs> anyway, go to chocoloha.com, use the promo code Jujitsu Radio, and you will get 20% off your entire order. And as always, check out jujitsusoapco.com. Use the promo code JJ Radio, get 10% off your entire order from the store. I just got my uh, package from them the other day. And coming soon, Jujitsu Radio scented. Soap That'd be kind of cool, from- right? Can we do that? What would you smell our soap like? Buttholes? No. I think that's what we're trying to avoid. Um, no, actually, what if, if I were to give us a scent, uh-huh. it would have to be the beach. We're Florida. Yeah. It would have to be like very coconutty, you know. That would be kind of good. Yeah. Cocoa buttery. Cocoa buttery. We'll have to we'll have to discuss that. But check out jujitsusoapcode.com. Use the promo code JJRadio and get 10% off your soap. Whether it's a jujitsu radio soap, the McDojo soap is the one that I got, um, and it's lemongrass. It's fucking amazing. So I will not be sharing that with anybody else. And then check out giraffechoke.com for a limited time. You guys only have another what, two weeks, a week and a half to use the promo code JJ Radio to get 25% off your entire order. Now it's not like they're gonna stop the sponsorship. It's just that this is a special deal that they hooked us up with that nobody else is getting. So get. 25% off your entire order with the promo code JJRadio at GiraffeChoke.com. And I'm hoping our homie from Giraffe Choke is going to come back down here so we can actually get him on the podcast for once because he's been ducking us. Speaking of down here, you know where we need to go? Down there? Down here? Down where? Nomads. Oh, yeah. So yeah, if I've you're heard, down here in I've South I've heard about Florida, that place. Yeah, hey, you've been there a couple of times. Come down to South Florida. Check out. One of the best, most iconic surf shops in the world, established in 1968. It's been a staple in the South Florida surfing community, and they also have one of the biggest board selections, Nomad Surf Shop. Check out nomadsurf1968.com, but if you want the full experience, the whole enchilada, if you will, and 10% discount, you have to come to the store. Tell them that we sent you, and you'll get 10% off your purchase. Doesn't matter what it is. Sean, what could you buy at Nomad Surf Shop? Socks. Get 10% off. Underwear. Get 10% off. Belts. 10% off. Shoes. Shoes. Skateboards. 10% off all that stuff, Butt too. Suits. So just let them know that Rash we cards. sent you. T-shirts. Are you done? Board shorts. See, the list keeps going. That's how much stuff that they have Hats. there. And then some. So, Backpacks. All right, can we finish? Fins. We're done. 
Wheels. Wheels. Trucks. Are you going to just name every part of a skateboard? Grip tape. Grip tape. Go to Nomad Surf Shop in South Florida, right down here between Boynton Beach and Delray Beach. And even if you're a little bit further, you should definitely stop by. Let them know we sent you. You'll get 10% off. Don't forget to follow Sean on Instagram at GorillaBoyBJJ. And as always, check out my stuff, uh, all the behind the scenes of all the different photo shoots that I have going on at Sonder Marketing on Instagram. And don't forget to follow Jiu-Jitsu Radio on Instagram and the new Facebook page that we are going to be constantly updating once Sean and I have more time. But just go follow, subscribe, like, share it with your friends, and we're going to get this party started. You can't <laughs> Deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Get stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine right, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new studio. Can we go ahead and cheers to this one? Of course. Why you got a drink before the cheers? Don't be a dick. I've been drinking. Yeah, but if I'm saying cheers, then you cheers. Douche. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Said, wait, wait. You said douche when it hit. Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what does a truck full of water sound like when it hits a truck full of vinegar? Oh, douche. Douche. So cheers. So preliminary setup. People can't see the other half, but you can check out. I had to put the Macho Man up there. I like because it kind of looks like a classroom. So you know, like back in the days, to get up, you say the Pledge of Allegiance, like yeah. Well, it's more like having the picture of Carlson Gracie at your jujitsu school, or Helio, or, or Helio. Who 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 else would you put up there? Um, jujitsu wise, I guess. Can I, oh, can we put Hanato Laranja on there? Hanato Laranja. <laughs> so yeah, get that photo. Perfect. I'm gonna get that photo. I'll put it up there. So if anybody has got a hookup with Hanato, tell him to send me one of his. Uh, Eight by ten shots. What from we do need to get is a picture of Meek Mills with a circle and a line across. No, there. I'm not gonna give him any more publicity than he already gets. I don't. You know what's funny is I don't even know who Meek Mills is. Uh, yeah, you do, because they play it all the time at the gym whenever we're going. Oh, can you speaking of which, can you get my gun? Can you get my gun while at it? Because I'm definitely gonna have this on here. Kapow! People thought it was gonna be a real gun. It's my porter gun. Kish, shit goes down. We're taking off. So, so remember I told you that. We should start off every podcast with a Today I Learned. Should we start off or should we end? No, we should start off. Because okay. it will bring us into a, a, a talk. Okay. So Today I Learned, legendary saxophonist Charlie Parker's heroin and alcohol addictions were so severe that after his death at 34 years of age, the coroner mistakenly estimated him to be between 50 and 60 years old. Oh, he's not the only one. No, I know. But think about that. No, yeah, he's. I, it wrecks your body, but that's the whole thing. Like, I mean, you're starting off with music, so you're just gonna get me fired up. But that's the same thing with uh, Coltrane, like um, Roscoe P. Coltrane, or no, John else? Coltrane. Oh, okay, uh, Giant Steps. Giant Steps of what? Uh, that's the one of the like most famous jazz songs, and one of the probably hardest jazz standard songs of all time. Um, Obviously, I'm not going to sit there and sing it now. But, yeah, Coltrane was a super huge addict. And then when he went clean, he went, like, super deep. Um, All of them were addicts. Who was the drummer that was? The drummer? Yeah, a jazz drummer from. Um, 
Not Chick Webb. No. Um, they talked about him in... Um, Keith Moons? No, no. Oh, I can't remember. The drummers, I'm not good with uh, with jazz drummers. Those I can't really remember that much. Um, who do you got? I'm looking them up. All Let's right. see if I can find them. Because talk, talk into Buddy them. Rich. Buddy Rich, yeah. Buddy Rich was definitely a junkie. <clears throat> but they all were. I mean, Miles was. Yeah, it's funny um, how, why, like, jazz, I guess because heroin kind of, like, Well, you got to remember, like, slows cocaine. you down. No. Did you say back up or get closer? No, get into the mic. You can't um, do it. Excuse me. Keep burping. This Perrier gets me a little gassy. Um, you got to remember, cocaine was still like normal. But it was heroin then. that they were on. Right, but that was the that was the drug of choice, obviously, because it was more just kicking in then. But everybody was always super creative on heroin, and they, you know, it's just the drugs. That's the thing that people don't realize. Jazz musicians were more rock and roll than any rock and roll guy that you could ever think of. Like they were worse than than the Toxic Twins, um, Joe Perry, oh, and yeah, Steven yeah, Tyler. Yeah. They were worse than Axel and all them. They were they lived it. So if you go deep and you hear all these different stories of all the different like jazz musicians, they're fucking nuts. They're absolutely like crazy some of the stuff that you would hear. And you got to remember too that all of them performed super late at night. It was always yeah, like, like one in the morning. At yeah, some... the gigs didn't even start till one because a lot of stuff was either underground or it was just it was always always late. Did you see Whiplash? No, I only always saw that clip like where he's like drilling the dude and like telling like, that again. It's such again. a good movie. That such a rad fucking like. And here's the thing, up like I thought I hated jazz because to me jazz was like Spirogyra, mm-hmm. but um. What the jazz that they were playing, like, like the the old standard standards jazz was, like I'm like, oh shit, I love this shit. Yeah, see, like this is how hardcore they were, and I guess you could use this for your learn something today. Miles Davis was so far ahead of everybody else when he played that other guys would come in to try and steal his shit. So he would actually play. He'd put like a napkin over his hand so you couldn't see his fingers. Oh yeah, I heard. I, I yeah, heard so, that. Yeah, yeah, so people couldn't see like what was going on. Um, I mean, there's tons of people like that that were just like just super deep into it. Um, my favorite, one of my favorite jazz guys is Pat Martino, and I think I told you the story about him before. The dude was like a prodigy, like the prodigy of prodigies when it came to to jazz guitar playing, and he. Um, I mean, there's tons of stories I could tell another time, but basically his deal was he basically mastered the guitar by the time he was, like, 16, 17. He was just fucking insane. He's got his own style of theory in the way that he sees everything, but he had an aneurysm. He was married, everything, like, had an aneurysm, completely forgot everything, survived. So when he came back to, like, obviously he was still in the hospital, didn't know how to play guitar. Like, family would come in, they start playing his records, and he's like, oh, who's that? And I'm like, that's you. He's like, that's not me. I don't know how to fucking play guitar. The thing is, is that he wrote everything down. He was super analytical. So he created his own theory book on how he saw the guitar. And so they gave him everything. And while he was still in the hospital bed, he grabbed the books, he started reading the books, picked up the guitar, fucking mastered it again. And obviously 20 times faster because he got rid of all the junk that you learn when you first start because you always have bad habits, this and that. So he relearned everything his original way and just fucking took off. 
So he he did something twice that most people can't even do in one lifetime. He did it by the time he was 30, whatever the age was that he did it. Um, insane. Little short guy, one of the best guitar players you'll ever hear. Obviously, I'm more of a guitar nerd, but yeah, the dude's a crazy story. Same thing. He used to be all about the partying up until like sunrise, and that's how they lived it. Mike Stern is another uh, cool guy you might like. He's more a little rock and rollish. Um, is it my turn for, for what I learned today? Of course. I don't know if I can say that I learned anything today. What did I learn today? Well, I just took that off Reddit. Yeah. I'm the, um, oh, so you didn't yeah. really. You just I didn't learn it. it. That's the today I learned. Um, it's from Reddit. <laughs> today I learned that Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel Air is suing Fortnite for stealing his dance move, which he stole from Jennifer Lawrence. Not yeah. Is it who's the the no. girl from Friends? Jennifer Aniston. How did he steal it from her? Oh, you didn't know that? How? I'm schooling you today. So. How did he steal it from her? So he, if you look, there's an interview where he's like, people ask, oh, how'd you come up with the dance? And Jennifer Aniston does it in a music video with... Uh, no, that's not Mark Jennifer Jordan. Aniston. Yeah, it is. No, that's Courtney Cox. She did it with Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen, yeah. Courtney Dancing Cox, in the yeah. Dark. So they're all the same show. It's all on the same thing. So, yeah, anyway, he stole it, but he's suing Fortnite. He also sued NBA 2K. You know who else is suing Fortnite? Who? The Backpack Kid. The Backpack Kid? He's the one that came up with the floss. Oh, the floss. There's also another rapper. I might be Meek Mills, but some other rapper that's suing them for the same thing. <laughs> Meek Mills. He's all over. He's Fucking, just too happy. He's just throwing out lawsuits left and right, that fucker. Yeah, right. Um, so, all right, let's get into the nitty-gritty because the news... For this week, really is no <laughs> the, 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 the news for this. The news for the week is one of the five fingers stayed in the face. So smack. So, so if you guys didn't get a chance to catch uh, the Nogi World, I only caught bits and pieces of it myself. I'm gonna be catching up all this week. Um, it's we, funny how there's one story that comes out of every world. It seems I mean, like it has to be. There always has to be an event. But it's like it's like every world has its own like thing. Something right. One year was Tammy. Tammy's arm. But that was Guy. Um, and then what like was there's something one? big that happens. One year was the um, Baral's uh, footlock that he didn't tap to. Um, what was some other ones? Uh, there's been like a couple. I there's mean, ADCC a, too. Yeah. It's always ADCC. There's but always this some, one. It's funny how these like little. Drama, things drama cool. things pop up, and not that Tammy's was drama. Tom, Tammy's was just like a freak. story. Yeah, it was kind of like a not a freak accident. It was just something random that happened that was just so incredibly. I think it might have turned a lot of people off to jujitsu, but it probably turned a lot more people onto it. Like, oh, I can go and do that, and then or you could really fucking turned you on to Tammy. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. That's actually what really happened. A lot more people got realized. They're like, oh, who's that girl that, like, just kept going? She got more publicity than Nicolini did for actually winning that match. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. And they had their own little spat, actually. But the real story comes down to the the match that everybody knew was going to happen and everybody was waiting for uh, Gordon Ryan against Cyborg. It's being billed as the slap heard around the world. The slaps. Really? Heard around the world. I haven't heard that. Who told you that? It's been on Instagram. I never heard it as the slap heard around the world. The slaps. The slaps? Yes. The match is the slaps. I thought it was being brought up more because 
It was the Brendan Schaubing, because he... It was, no. Yeah, a lot more people comment that than the slaps no. heard around the world. Then you are not paying attention. The reason he got DQ'd... Because he slapped him. Yeah. Multiple times. I know. That's that's the one everybody's talking about. Everybody, But it's you, never... I've not read a single thing touting it, the slaps heard around the world. You don't you don't go to Jiu-Jitsu uh, Times? Me. No. All right, that's because here. I actually just watched the match, and then I watched the comments. How you then? Of course, you. Who's going to be talking on the match, you big dummy? Who are you he talking said, about? Who's nobody? Nobody called it the Jiu-Jitsu Times wrote it. So it's being touted as the slap heard around the world because Jiu-Jitsu Times wrote it, right? Like the same people that don't clickbait the shit out of everything else with like fake news for Jiu-Jitsu. Anyway, I'm sorry. It was flow grappling. Oh, okay. Thank you. Can you shut that? What you do you didn't mean, even, thank you? You didn't even know who it was. Well, I had to look. It's okay. It was Flo gla- Grappling. Okay. So they're calling it the slaps heard around the world. They can call there it was like, they want. There was like eight slaps. There was a comment on the thread uh-huh. that the guy was there, that, one of the, somebody, that somebody that was there said he was like halfway across the gym and you could hear the smacks. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. And well, I'm not surprised because it was also like the only match that was going. No, there was no, a there couple was a, other there, ones. There was a couple other ones, but there was some clubbing going on. Yeah, there was some serious clubbing, clubbing going on. and smacking. It wasn't so much the running that everybody was. The running, the the. Not, I, won't, I don't want to say it. Call it running because he wasn't running away like like Brendan Chobb. He was just not. He was just not engaging. Yeah. Um. It was the 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 aggressive collar ties he was going for. Yeah, you saw that? That was kind of crazy. Yeah, those were what was doing the smacks. But and, at the end, it that's was what really the ref, the that's what the ref called. Yeah. So here's the thing. Let's let's go like about it the right way because I don't want to sound like I'm I'm bad mouthing uh, Professor Cyborg by any means because no, he's, we're a, not he's a we're just, right super we're stand-up just guy and I consider him a friend of mine. But so for people that didn't watch the match, it was really a there was a lot of trash talking going back and forth between uh, Gordon Ryan and not just Cyborg, but everybody, everybody. in the division. Gordon, Gordon st- look, Gordon started it, but Gordon, what Gordon's doing is he's making jujitsu. He's he's bringing the fight game element to jujitsu. He's talking shit just like you would. Like he's like, just doing a better job than, than AJ. Than AJ Agazarm, exactly. Yeah. He's doing the same thing. All he posted. All he posted was a picture of the uh, of the division, and said every, I'm coming for you no, guys. No, he said everybody's you stay the fuck home. Yeah, that's right. He said everybody stay the fuck stay home. the fuck home, which I thought well, it wasn't disrespectful. He's trying to to me. It's like, and then Cyborg commented on it, talking about respect. Right, and so and we talked about it on on one of the podcasts right. leading up to it. So obviously there was a lot of pressure coming up to the podcast or to the podcast to the uh, tournament of seeing this match finally happen. So now when we finally get to the match, um, Cyborg seems like he was super tentative to engage because obviously Gordon wanted to go into half to set up for the leg locks. And Cyborg. Well, that, that's not even what he was getting most people in. No, he he's was. Getting, he's trying to take everybody's back. Right, but obviously they rolled before, and um, he, Gordon won in under two minutes, I think. Yeah, or just over two minutes, something around like that. that time. So 
Cyborg was obviously very careful. He wasn't just going to rush in, and he was smart enough not to just be heated and come in. But it was also obvious that he wasn't underestimating Gordon, and he wasn't going to come in hot-headed. And, um, but he did. He, and he did. He definitely did. But I, So the, the deeper into the match that it got, deeper into the 10 minutes, the harder those slaps were coming in, the more frequent. And then down to the last 10 seconds, you could see the frustration in Cyborg. And he went a little heavy for the collar tie, which ended up really being a smack. And if you look, the back corner ref was making more calls than the actual mat ref. And once he saw that last slap, which is crazy because it was well, the last was, two seconds. Well, there was eight. There was at least six other ones before yeah. that that were just super heavy. And loud. And, and loud. Like the one was a club with the forearm. Yeah. That was more of a thud, and we, as you know, you know those thuds. They, they, those, 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 those will rock your world. Yeah, especially I'd rather if get, get a, I'd rather get slapped than thudded. Yeah, well, especially if it comes like right here, right in that neck yep. region, like that'll definitely rock you more than even getting hit in the head with it sometimes. And what, what's, what, what sucks is right now is Cyborg is having to endure the internet. Yeah, and they're a lot of shit talkers lot, and keyboard yeah. warriors. Every well, yeah, it's it's like, you know, everyone's everyone's saying, "Oh, uh, you talked about respect, and then you showed none, zero, blah blah blah." And like, you know, they people saying they lost uh, respect for him or whatever. You know what? Here's the thing, and the bottom line is this: How many times has Cyborg competed? And never once had an issue like an that. An issue with anything. Yeah. Never. You never heard it. Because, you know, I know I know Cyborg. You know, I've rolled with Cyborg. Um, very, very nice dude. Very respectful dude. Like, when you see him, he doesn't, you know, he's not He doesn't a have arrogance. He doesn't have arrogance. He's yeah. just, I mean, he's one of the best to ever do it. And he he's very humble and very approachable. And whenever I see him at the Miami Open, he gives me a big hug. Yeah, and he always like comes that. up. Like he'll say hi to me, and like sometimes I'm like I'm surprised he even remembers me because I don't see him that often. But one of the nicest guys. So to me, if anything, it threw me off that anything like that even happened. So I'd love to have him come on to the podcast. I'm shoot him a message. It'd be kind of cool. We'll go down there and, and do an episode yeah, with him for sure. I'll shoot him a message. It'd be cool to see. But I, I was definitely kind of surprised. So I'm sure that uh, obviously the emotions were a big part of it, obviously, because he was super disrespectful, um, Gordon leading up to it. and Well, I, I, again, I, I don't want to... That initial post wasn't the disrespectful one, I think. I think, yeah, it was disrespectful to the other people in the division, but it was when Gordon started going in after the fact and, like, sitting there and trash-talking on his Insta story that really kind of set it off. Yeah, I didn't really look... I, I'm not an Insta story guy, yeah. so I didn't really look at that. I'm just saying what was posted... That you know what Scott, you can check the history of. Yeah. He didn't like to me again. I didn't think the post that kind of set it off. Mm-hmm. I didn't think was that disrespectful. I think it was. You know, I think if you're going to compete, you should have that kind of an attitude of, well, you guys should just stay home because I'm going to win this thing. If you don't think you're going to win it, then yeah, don't come home. Don't don't, oh, don't come over. Don't don't do the you know why would you do the competition? Yeah, if you don't think you can win it. So I, I get that. Could it, you know, 
is it is you know the the problem is part of me is cyborgs kind of comes from that old school yeah um brazil you know comes from brazil where you know you don't really say you know where it's like you talk shit it's a fight. talk shit get hit yeah basically more or less so you know and, and and he's not part of this this new school fight game jujitsu yeah you well know, he's, you bring, he's one you bring, of the about the honor and the respect of the martial art he's He's into the martial art mentality aspect to it. Obviously, he's a competitor and stuff, but he's into the traditional martial art respect, earn your way up, let your game do the talking kind of thing. So I get it. I definitely get it. I think it'll be, um, I think this will be something that an intelligent promoter, jiu-jitsu promoter, will make a super fight, like a super fight match where... The winner takes all, and it'll be submission only, no points. Let them really go at it and let them go at it for money. I think that will that would be an insane match. I think everybody in jiu-jitsu would probably pay to see that one for sure. Or am I just crazy while you're sitting there on your phone? Don't forget you're on camera too. I'm not. I'm trying to, I'm trying to see if what, what Cyborg has posted since um, then. He did post that apology. Yeah, he posted an apology talking about saying like his collar ties. He went a little heavy on there, and that's not who he is. And right, and then and you have all the internet trolls. And I, I, I talked to, I, I saw one of them, and I, and, and it's funny is our buddy Jay Z was answering a, a lot, lot of people. Of, a was lot he? Of people. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Jay Z was answering a lot of people, and and I get it because he's you know he's they're friends, they're, yeah, they're close, they're, they're close. And I would you know I would do the same thing if it was somebody I knew that was getting all this I mean, shit. But honestly, like even I was getting ready to like to go jump in and say some stuff because some people were saying some stupid shit. Yeah, but the the bottom line is you and I are nobodies. Jay Z, yeah, he's a he's a he's a legend. He's, no, a, he's, he's an a legend. MMA legend. No, a hundred percent. You know, so like he's pe- a, he's... people, but you know, I told Jay Z, I said Jay Z, don't even like the one guy. I said, Jay-Z, don't worry about this guy. He's just a troll. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's it, it's funny how these people, like, they they want to latch on to, like. It's, here's the thing, man. It's one of those things where my life is shit, so I got to fucking rip somebody else. In. I got to rip into somebody else. That's what it really comes down to. It's people that their life is so negative and there's so much shit going on that, they need somebody else. Misery loves company. That's why yeah, that's, that's exactly same it. It's misery loves company. So like, and I I get it because I've been in those places. I'll catch myself. I'm like, man, why am I commenting like that? Why am I saying that? Because I'm angry at what's going on in my life right now. I'm angry at the place that I'm at. So I see somebody. I'm gonna sit there and call them like, yeah, see, you fucked up too. Fuck you. Like, yeah, I get it, but. It's you're not gonna better yourself as a no. person. You don't get out of it. And honestly, like I notice for me, and I I fight really hard, and I I kind of analyze myself. Oh shit! I analyze myself as to why I do that, and I see where it comes from, like history wise. But it's like I have to make sure I better myself and don't get sucked into it. Don't get sucked into the negativity and jump into that. Even if it was someone commenting on me, of course you want to sit there and defend right. yourself. But you're not gonna get anything out of it. I like you if, only dig yourself deeper. If, if if social media wasn't a um, necessity mm. for business oh, I wouldn't anymore, be on there either. I am. Um, I'm like I was going to uh, yesterday. I was just gonna 
deactivate my Facebook. Yeah. I can't go on there without getting angry. Yeah. I can't do it. I've tried. But see, you also, like, you just, you see someone and it's something that you don't agree with. So you're mm -hmm. like, this fucking dummy. I got to not. Like, no, I can't do it. I can't, it. Like, I can't no. let it go. I know. Like, there's certain things I can't let go. But see, I'm, and I'm the same way. Because you know me. Like, I'm the same way. Like, I'm always going to make a comment. Right. So, but it's not even that. It's just like, it's just, it's so much. And it's like, everybody thinks their opinion counts. And the one of the, you know, one of the responses on, on Cyborg's post mm -hmm was great it was it was the the that old saying uh the wolf shouldn't uh shouldn't be worried about the opinions of sheep oh yeah lions aren't uh, yeah, worried could, about the opinions of sheep yeah. yeah that's the best thing to do is you should, look he apologized um to be to call it down the middle it was a quasi apology. Yeah, it was definitely a quasi apology. It wasn't like Gordon, I'm sorry I slapped you in the face. It was well, I was a little hard with this yeah. and this is why. And instead of you know, should he have just said, Look, dude, I'm sorry I got it got the better of me. Right. Um my emotions got the better of me, met rather. Honestly, if if things were to play out properly, that would be an ADCC super match, super fight for sure. And I think that yeah, but I don't. I don't know if it is. You don't think so? I think it no, would be because I, I don't know. Because here's the God's honest truth: as much as I know, Cyborg is a hundred times better than I am at mm -hmm. jujitsu. Gordon Ryan may just be better at jujitsu than Cyborg. I mean, right now, you you cannot you cannot argue with the guy's technique. No, nobody's got you can't, no. You can't argue that Gordon Ryan right now may be number one. At least Nogi. Um, yeah. At least Nogi, number one in Nogi competitor yeah. on the planet right now. Well, I mean, obviously he just won. So I mean, for he, sure he, he double golded. Yeah. Um, a and and then he he won ADCC. Um, I think he did. No, I think that was Craig Jones. I got to double check. There's too many tournaments in my head. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he's won all the big tournaments and already. Yeah. And the no, guy's he's, 20. He's, he's only been doing jiu-jitsu for a small amount of time. Like six or seven years. Yeah. So six the, or seven yeah. years. Again, that's a whole different thing, though. Like when you can focus 100% of your time. And it's something that you already latch on to, then for sure, for sure, you're gonna sit there and and go far on it, you know. Tom DeBlas had a good little response too. Huh. I have actually took a screenshot of it. What do you say? Um, let me get it. When you do that, I think I'm gonna tweak the camera a little bit. All right. So you tell me what Mr. DeBlas said. So Tom DeBlas said, "Everyone, sh shut the fuck up about Cyborg." He's one of the best to do it in history. He got this young kid literally more talent than anyone to ever compete running his mouth nonstop. He got pissed and slapped Gordon. So what? He didn't sucker punch him. He didn't have him jumped. His team didn't try to bully Gordon. Trust me, if anyone put my brothers in a spot that they couldn't handle, I'd be the first one on the front lines. Trust me. And I would be the first one Gordon would call. Grown men can disagree, and as long as it stays one-on-one, -on -one, there is no issue. 
I've been slapping Gordon in his face since he was 16. <laughs> He's used to it. Gordon is on another level, so to be offensive with him is nearly impossible. This was the finals of the Black Belt World Championships, and Cyborg could have fought Master 2. He chose to be in against Gordon, who, in my opinion, will be the GOAT Nogi within three years. I competed with Cyborg 10 years ago, and here he is competing with Gordon. So, it's you know, that's, that's Gordon's instructor, original yeah. instructor, saying... Give it up. Give give the guy a fucking break. Who you give know? Gordon a break? No, give, oh, give Cyborg, Cyborg a break. Yeah. Look, at the end of the day, it's emotions got the better of him. The the match went the way that it went. For anyone to even remotely talk shit about Cyborg is absolutely insane. There's if you what are, he did, if you could do a fraction of what Cyborg had accomplished, if you can even do a fraction of even the techniques that he knows or even the ones that he's forgotten, then you would still be one of the top jujitsu no, guys. I would and say if you, you unless you are in that echelon, that upper echelon, you can't say shit of jujitsu competitors. Then shut up. Yeah, 100%. shut up. Was it? Do you? Do I condone what he did? No, obviously not. Uh, would I do that? No, I would not do that. At least I'd like to hope that I wouldn't. What do, do you that. think if? It came down to a combat jujitsu combat jujitsu match between Gordon and Cyborg. Well, Gordon's gonna have one against Verdum coming up. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. That's gonna be good. I think. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not too worried about it, to be honest. I think Gordon still just runs through Verdum. I'm not I too don't know. worried about it. Verdum is a former world champion. It's not like he's a slouch. If it was Vinny Magalesh, it'd be different. If it was Vinny Magalesh, I'd say, okay, now I'm concerned. But it's Verdum. I'm not really concerned about it. And I'm not knocking Verdum by any means. I just don't think that. You think he's too far removed from the grappling yeah, game? Yeah. And he's not. He's really not. I just don't think well, that he, Verdum is. He is, but he's is, not. Like, he's been, he's been working MMA for the last. Yeah, I just don't think that Verdum. 10, 15 years or whatever. Verdum is as deep technique-wise into what's going on right now with the leg locks and, like, the motions and everything. He's. He's on the on the MMA jiu-jitsu grappling. Like I said, if it was Vinny Magalesh, it'd be something different because Vinny is still, you know, like super deep into jiu-jitsu. His technique is just way out there. I mean, tell me anybody else that goes for a flying triangle in a in an MMA match, you know what I'm saying? Or no, a flying armbar. He did a flying armbar too. So, and, he, and he did a match against Gordon. So that's what I'm saying. Like and that Gordon, would be a more interesting match get to me. The leg lock on him. That would be a more interesting match to me um, than than Verdum. I think. Yeah, cool. You just got Verdum going on there. Yeah, but but the bottom line is, I think I don't think Cyborg would. Cyborg has proven himself to be an honorable man, and he doesn't nine, have to respond he to anybody. Have to, you know, he doesn't have to prove anything to anybody. Yeah. You know, he had one. But this isn't the first time that that Cyborg gets shit from people because he got the same kind of shit. Um, for that ADCC match against Galvao where, like, he couldn't move, he couldn't do anything, and he said that he was having heart issues. And he got a lot of shit for that one, too. Like, that was... And that was a while ago. That was, yeah, like, but that's, four that, years that, ago. That's, that's something totally different. That isn't That's not with the level. shit talking and stuff like that. Yeah, I get it, but I'm saying that Cyborg gets shit all the time 
for stuff like that, which is kind of like it's the man is a human being as as much of a superhuman that he looks, he's a human being, and like either way, he's done more than most people could ever dream of, and he's what how old, and he's still gonna sit there and go against like yeah, he's in guys. his forties, he's yeah. master two, means he's between uh, thirty five and forty. Yeah, so, uh, so he's almost forty. So yeah, there's not there's not a fucking thing that you could ever tell me that would make me sit there and say like, oh yeah, like yeah, so, and, something and bad about All these cyborg. kids popping up out of the woodwork, commenting on his shit, saying blah blah blah. You know what it if is. If you put here's the bottom line with anybody, with anything that you ever do, if there if you if you listen to us and you take this one thing away from it, then then I'll consider this podcast a success. Is before you pass judgment on anybody, put yourself in their shoes. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't talk about put yourself in their yeah. shoes. I would say, what the fuck have you done? No, I'd say that- put yourself in your sh- their shoes. Put yourself in in Cyborg's shoes. You're a legend already. This young kid talking shit to you, and uh, you you've you've already lost to him once. And in your head, you don't want to ever lose to this kid ever again. You're gonna you're you might take liberties because you don't want to lose. Right. You know what I'm saying? So where he was mentally, put yourself in his shoes. I know. I'm not disagreeing with it. I'm but not like, disagreeing you know, with his and, mentality. And, and, and if you're if you're are anything below a black belt and have never competed or have only competed sparingly, right? Again. Shut the fuck up. For sure. Well, um, that I 100% uh, agree with you. I'm just saying that. That doesn't mean that people who who are b- lower belts don't know what they're talking about. It has nothing to do with that. I, you know, I won every competition I did up until my first black belt competition. Right. Before black belt, I thought I was, you know, ruling the world. I thought, oh, this is, this is easy. Right. I'm going to. When I get the black belt, it's going to be just as easy. Right. Nope. No. It's a whole new fucking world. No, yeah. So until you get to that level, you really don't know. It's almost like if you think about it, like the higher you go black belt level, it's like it almost kind of feels like sandbagging. Because at lower belts, it's like, okay, blue belt against the blue belt is one thing. Then like someone who's really a purple belt but is competing in a blue belt or a brown belt that's competing in competing a blue belt – like sandbagging, right? Because you well, got that many more years ahead of it. Two years ago, two years ago, I competed against a guy at the Miami Open that was a four stripe blue, a four stripe black belt, competing at brown. No, at white. When I was, when, I mean, at black. When I, right, right. right. When I got my the, the year I won. Right, right. No, I know the Miami mean. Open. Right. At black belt, the one of the guys that I competed against was a four stripe. Black belt, meaning he had had his belt, his black belt for eight years, no, twelve no, years, no, more. no, it's ten years, ten, at least ten years, because the first three, right, the first are three four years, no, the first three are three years, and then it's four, then no, then it's five, so, so it was, three, he had six, his black belt nine. eleven years, yeah, so he had his black belt longer than I've been training, yeah, now I won, but um. That doesn't, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't, but I, it, it's that's the kind of thing is he's been around. He's got tricks. He's probably forgotten tricks that I would never even know. Yeah. 
and I was just better that day. Right. You know. But that's what I'm saying. It's almost kind of like it's one of those weird things because you're not going to go up against like a Cora belt or like a Cora black belt. It's just not going to happen. So it could. But it's not going to be in a competitive stage like that. It'll be like a... I don't know. I'm older. So, dude, it could happen. <laughs> yeah, you are pretty old. So, I could... You know, next... Uh, not this year, but next year, I'm Master 4. You old fart. Yeah. Do they have like a... And after that, there's only Master... I think it goes up to Master 5 or 6, and that's it. Was it... Um, do they have an AARP discount for Jiu-Jitsu tournaments? I don't know. But they have a place for us to park our walkers. So that's right. Yeah, that's always cool. And our larks. It'll still take you like 10 years to walk from your car to the to the front door. Can I say total sidetrack? <coughs> Excuse me. It fucking pisses me off if I'm walking. You know what grinds my gears? It, it really does because it happened to me the other day again, and I can't fucking stand it. Old people walk slow, right? So they're walking slow. But if they see you walking towards the same fucking door, they just fucking gun it somehow. They always have to be in front of you like, Hey, motherfucker, what if I wanted to open the door for you? No, they have to be in front of you. And then as soon as they get in front of you, they start slowing down again. Like, I'm about to fucking kick your legs out from under you, son of a bitch. Like, either let me open the door for you or go fuck yourself. I will cut you off walking up to that door. Does that not happen to you? See, do you not notice that? No. Fucking no, pay notice, attention I next know, time what I, and what you'll I, notice well, it. I notice that driving with fuckers. I can't fucking stand that. Where you're trying to change lanes and there's... there's so boop, speed and up. And all of a sudden, as they see you trying to come over, like they're fucking going along at 35 miles an hour. As soon as you turn on your blinker, oh, they, they just, fucking gun it. You're the not speed matching speed matching fucking pisses me off. Oh, when yeah. they have to sit next to you. I've like It happened to me actually last night driving home. So I'm like... I'm in my lane, and this lady's kind of behind me, and then out of nowhere, she starts speed matching me. So I'm like, okay, let me speed up a little bit. She gets right next to me. I can tell she's preemptively thinking that I'm going to try and switch lanes because it was going to be a, a right turn only lane. So she speeded up, sped up to get in front, of, like next to me, so I can't get in front of her. I'm like, okay, so I started speeding up more, and she sped up, and I sped up more, and she sped up. So I started fucking with her, and then at the end, I just turned to the right. It's like, you're just being a fucking dumbass. Are you just going to do it now? Are you going to take a photo of the video while you're at it too? Do I want to take With the whole new setup that we got? But oh. I would say fucking notice it. Pay attention to it. You fucking notice that shit. Um, back to, to Worlds. The other thing that, and I pointed out to you uh, the other day, and we kind of watched it today, was Nicolini pissed off with Tammy Musumeki for losing to Tammy. Yes. Now, if people don't remember... So Tam- we talked about Tammy in the beginning. About yeah, the we talked a little bit. Four years ago. So, and this was, again, this was in Gi that they competed against. Yes. They competed at Worlds Gi, and this is a famous it was, video. It was Tammy's, I think, her first... Uh, her first... Black Worlds Belt. At Black Belt. So if you just type in um, Jiu-Jitsu Girl Arm Break, just type in Tammy Musumeki Arm Break. Damn it. Excuse me. Um, you will see this video, and it's Tammy Musumeki against Michelle Nicolini, and Nicolini gets her in kind of like a, a guard. Um, it's almost like a kimura. Not a, it wasn't like a kimura. Like it a, was uh, like around her back. The hell's it called? A crucifix. It was yeah. like a crucifix. But with Nicolini in the guard. In the guard, and she goes and she reaches and i kind of learned a, a modified version of that from kavaka when he did the seminar um 
Tammy gets her arm taken, and she's sitting there, gets pulled back, pulled back, pulled back to the point where Nicolini actually snaps her arm and bends it more. So it's actually bent and broken. Tammy does not tap. Now, it wasn't Tammy trying to be a badass. It was she was so focused, and that's how focused she gets. She was so focused, and adrenaline was so high, she didn't even know it was really broken. Until like the last couple of seconds, and then she realized, "Oh, my arm's fucking broken." Well, and it's no. She's when I talk to her about it, she like she has a problem. She it's it's actually she doesn't like talking about it. Yeah, because it, it's traumatic for her. Yeah, but when we talked about it, when she says, "No, I wanted to tap." Yeah, but she couldn't. But she couldn't. Yeah, and then after it broke, she was just like, "Well, it's already broken." Yeah. So she just kept going. And then the funny part is Tammy's never really wanted to have the attention for being like, oh, this first like super like badass female in jiu-jitsu. She's never wanted that kind of attention. She just wanted to get attention for her actual skills, regardless of male or female. So anyway, so they already had this kind of – it wasn't really beef because I don't think Tammy ever really had beef. She just wants to compete. She wants no, to be Tam- the best. Tammy doesn't – Get, nobody. If you have beef with Tammy or you Mikey got issues. you got issues. You got fucking issues. Because they got beef with nobody. So anyway, um, this year at Nogi Worlds, they competed, and Tammy wins by armbar, which we looked at. It was actually a pretty sweet setup. It was about five minutes into the match. She uh, she gets her in kind of like a triangle. Well, started with a bolo. Started with a bolo. And then went to, to the, the back. back, which looked like a knee bar setup. And it goes to the back and ends up almost looking like a modified triangle that goes into an arm bar. Nicolini obviously taps. Super pissed off. Tammy is trying to be nice and gives her like a hug. Unless she must have, she might have said something. You never know. She might have whispered something in her ear because she came up and gave her a hug. I doubt it. Yeah, she might have. If I know Tammy. She probably said, "Yeah, Thank but you, you haven't spoken much. to her in a couple of years." Well, you know, yeah, no. but the people change. She's not going to. Tammy yeah. Musumeci is not going to change. She's going to be that same girl for the rest of her life. Yeah. She's just a super, super nice, super sweet girl. And just, yeah. she probably said, "Thank you very much for the match." Anyway, so Nicolini kind of like shrugs her off, whatever. And then obviously at the end of the match, which is something I fucking hate, it was when the ref forces you to hug the other person. She goes to to kind of give her that pat hug, and Nicolini just pushes her arm off. It's very subtle. It's very subtle, but it's, it's blatant. It's subtle but blatant. I wouldn't say I. I, I would have to say it was more. It was she was probably. She was more upset at probably the match, losing the match. Yes. Because I think it was the first time she competed in and, and, four and, years. And probably it may not have been anything about Tammy. It just may yeah. have been like. Just on herself. Just like, please get away from me because I don't want to be touched right now because yeah. I'm, I'm angry. But if you look at it, you're like, oh. Yeah. So it's definitely something to go check it's it out. sweet revenge for Tammy, though. I wouldn't call it revenge. It was retribution. So what's the difference? Because revenge is malicious. Retribution, you true. earned it. Yeah, it is. No, if you're getting revenge, it's it's out of it's not, anger. No, revenge and retribution is the same thing. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Google that shit. Look it up right now. <laughs> you Google it. Since you know one of us is actually trying to manage this whole show here, justice is different from from. Oh, okay. Well, we're not talking about justice. She didn't have her puppy kicked or something. Punishment inflicted on someone as vengeance for a wrong or criminal act. Okay, so what's retribution? Or that was retribution. That's retribution. What's revenge? 
Did you read that? It had vengeance in it. Right, okay. I'm, it had, I'm it had not revenge. It had I'm not wrong. In it. I'm not wrong. Oh, God forbid you. you, you oh, yes, you are we, we going to bring this up? God forbid. Are we going to bring this up? Because I'll bring this up. All right. It's funny. You, you put in revenge and it gives you TV. <laughs> Get my revenge against my TV. Revenge is like it gives you shows. Right. Uh, revenge, the action of inflicting hurt or harm on someone for an injury or wrong suffered at their hands. So yeah, I guess it is revenge, huh? All right. Yeah. Don't don't even try to act like you didn't get lucky on that definition. I didn't get All right, Dude, stop. I am stop. a writer. If you do what I what I what I talk to you, what I do what I question you about pictures. Oh yeah, yeah, that you would. Wrong. You hundred percent would. No, just just to fuck with you, but yeah, see, all right then. Um, but yeah, so that that was one of the the other things, and a bunch of other stuff happened as far as uh, Nogi Worlds. But I think those were the the main points that we really wanted to talk about. Um, and I still gotta uh, watch. There's gotta a lot of matches about, that there's I gotta something watch. Something else we gotta talk about. What's that? Gordon's first match. Why? At the Worlds. Oh, the forty-seven and zero match. Forty-seven to nothing. That's a dick move, though. He could have finished it. Well, he did finish it, and he finished it very slow. Like he didn't. Yeah. Like he, you know. Forty-seven and zero is a, is a bit harsh, um, isn't it? Yeah. At what point do you mercy rule it? But I went. You know, I I, I saw it on Reddit, and the Reddit jujitsu community. Somebody's like, I he's local to the area, and um. To the one of the redditors, right. and he's like. This guy's a super nice, legit guy. He he, you know he he went there. He should have he could have done masters, but right. he wanted not even that. I don't know if he wanted to test himself. He just wanted to go see what could happen. And he the his gym apparently he puts out you know quality jujitsu guys, and it's just right. it's just bottom line is is we've talked about it. There are different fucking levels, levels yeah. to this fucking game, and it's also it's like okay, well you went and you competed against someone that's. On the reg, going up against literally the top five, ten in the world, and you're just kind of going against the local guys at your gym. It's gonna fucking happen. Yeah, I'm sure that. You like, know, I wonder. I wonder what would happen if I went against Gordon. What I get? <laughs> like, what would the score I, be? There? I would probably put time wise three minutes. You don't. You don't think I could last three minutes? With I don't Gordon? think you could last three fucking you minutes. Might be right. Gordon. I don't know. Like maybe if you. I don't because I obviously never rolled with a guy, so I don't know how strong he is compared to you. I know how strong you are, but this is also the same guy that triangled Josh Barnett, that has done all kinds of other crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and and look, we both know how strong Cyborg is. Yeah. And Cyborg did that tornado sweep to me. I didn't think he could do it. Right. And this is when I was three hundred, three hundred and twenty pounds, right. and he fucking. So and tornado swept swept me. And he was managing to hold him in his guard or at bay, and he almost got a sweep too when he had the the double leg yeah. uh, behind the knee. It's sweep. funny how similar Gordon's game is to mine. Oh, get the fuck out of here! No, it fuck is. Fuck you! It's funny how similar. It is. Yeah, it's, it's similar. almost like I taught him. No, he I didn't just, say that. You know, the teacher gives on to Not the at student. All. Not at all. But we have very similar games. Don't even act like I don't use my fucking butterfly hooks with everybody that I roll with. How's uh how's your leg lock game compared to Gordon Ryan? Well, I didn't say that. I, I, well, I'm you said about similar his, game. Similar game. He uses his hooks to set up everything else. 
That's what I'm talking about. And my leg lock game. Can I? Can I? Hold on. Can I put it in if comparison? You, if I would have said something like, "It's funny how similar my game is to, let's say, fucking Leandro Lowe." Yeah, but you're a fucking blue belt. You don't have a game. You do? Yes, I do. Okay, world's masters. What's exactly? What do you got? I got nothing because exactly. I don't sit there and have to brag about it. I didn't brag about it either. You're the oh, one that brought it up. Hold on. How's that not bragging? You're the one that brought How it up. How's that not bragging? You brought it up. How is it? You're the first of all. You're the one that brought it up. What? Did, how did I? How did I bring up World Masters? I'm, I said what I said was funny. Funny how our games are similar <laughs> because the way all his setups are used from first the butterfly. of all, you didn't add that part until I said it. No. You didn't. You didn't add the butterfly because you part. Didn't, you didn't give me a chance. <laughs> Get the fuck out what of you, here. What did you think I meant? I'm talking about watching him go into. Did you watch? Him How are your takedowns? Huh? My takedowns are pretty fucking good. I have never seen you do like a double leg blast on. Because I don't do double leg blasts. I do fucking throws. Everybody I've I've gone against, I've taken down. Well, I mean, come on. What do you mean, come on? I'm going against guys my size. Meh. How many guys your size? Just Justin from Fight Sports. I think he's just regularly big. No, he's fucking huge. How much does he weigh? I don't know. 270, 280. He's got to be more than that. He might be. I don't know. But Don't you have his number? Uh, uh, I do somewhere, but I'm not going to text him right now. <laughs> um, Random text, bro. Yeah, how much bro, do you weigh? weigh. <laughs> um, then, like, all the guys that I've competed, the guys... Uh, I Rudy, mean, obviously, you're in the same weight division. Yeah, we're in the same weight division. Rudy from... Uh, from uh, Carlson Gracie, the main was academy. the guy was the guy from World's Masters that that beat you. Was it the first time, the second time, the second, the first time. Was he bigger than you? He's taller and yeah. wider. He's a big motherfucker, yeah. Carlos, Carlos. How did he Mejia's. end up? How much? How did he end up coming down to your weight, though? Huh? How did he end up coming down to your weight? Because you were in a no. pretty big weight class. Fuck, my nose is itchy. No, our cla- our weight class is our weight class. It's any, anything. But at his size, because he was, I mean, obviously he was. He didn't. I don't know if he weighed more than me, but he was big. Um, he the, anything. It's any, ultra heavy is anything above two twenty one. Right. So it doesn't matter. So he could be three hundred. You could be two twenty five, or you could be four hundred pounds in, in the ultra heavy. See, that's such bullshit. I, I definitely think that's bullshit. But back to what we were originally arguing about. Um, what I what I was looking at was his entries with Cyborg. He kept going for that half guard. That half guard. Well, not butterfly. even half the butterfly half guard, which yeah. is my fucking. That's my game. Is yeah. the butterfly half guard. Um, but you switched up a lot. What do you mean? Like your your game? Because now you're adding more of the. The ankle. The, you're going from the half guard into into leg locks into leg more locks. than than setting up the butterfly sweeps. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking more for legs than the sweeps yeah. now because I have the sweeps. Yeah. I wanted to add more weapons. Yeah. I'll use the sweeps when I have to use the sweeps, but I'm I'm trying to add more weapons. That's one thing. You know what? Like, funny you bring it up. That's one thing that I that I wanted to to kind of bring up. I think that I I noticed um, obviously more and more, and and it's. Fucking Captain Obvious, uh, how many people refuse to go back to square one to improve their game by doing like you did, like how I'm doing now, adding the new stuff to their game, saying like, okay, now I'm going to start doing this. I can do the the butterfly sweeps or I can do the guard pulls and stuff like that, but now I want to add half guard or now I want to add 
the leg locks and things like that. There's so many people who are like, oh, no, 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 I don't do that. That's not my game. It's like, yeah, well, then you don't get mad when like you're limiting yourself, right? It's they don't really go in that deep. It it surprises me and it doesn't. Well, no, people, people, you know, it takes work, and and it's one of those things that in order to grow, you got to step outside your comfort zone. But it also comes back down. It's like you spend how many years being the nail, and now you finally started becoming the hammer. And you're okay with being the hammer because you feel good about yourself. And you're like, oh, I've gotten my game to the point where I'm consistently the hammer. And now, okay, well, now i got to go back to being the nail. A lot of people don't. Dude, it's, it's, again, like I just said, in order to grow, you got to step outside your comfort zone. And you, in order to add these things to your game, you have to experiment with them. And when you do that... You put yourself in fucked up positions. You put yourself. You know what's funny? Like, you're, did you're, you listen to the to the David Goggins podcast on Joe Rogan? Um, I, the first one I did. I didn't listen to the. No, listen one. to the second one. I've been listening to it. I'm definitely gonna buy his book. But it's and I've always believed it in the same way that he he says it as you have to suffer to grow. For me, it's always been you have to pay your dues, and sometimes you have to go back to paying your dues again. Well, there's no shortcut to learning. Right. There's no shortcut. There's definitely different paths to the same goal, but I've always been like, you have to pay your dues. And like, I always tell that to like newer people that come in. Funny enough, tonight at Excel, um, this kid comes up to me. I just walk in. I start getting my stuff ready to go change. And this kid comes up to me. He's like, I'm like, yeah, what's up? I'm like, do I know you? He's like, bro. And I'm sitting there like staring at him like an idiot. I'm like, oh, shit. Dude, it's Yaz. It's this kid that I went to college with at FAU. Looks completely different because he lost a bunch of weight and, like, she shaved. He used to have the goatee and stuff. I was like, bro, what the fuck are you doing here? He's like, yeah, like, this is my second class. So he just started. Oh, good for him. Yeah, I'm like, bro, what the fuck? So it was awesome to see him in here. And I was talking to him. I was like, listen, keep coming in. Whatever you do, keep coming in. I obviously gave him, like, the tips from one guitar player to another. He was an awesome guitar player and composer. Um, I'm like, whatever you do, don't fight it. Don't fight the grips right now. I'm like, you don't know like what you're doing yet. Don't risk fucking fuck up your hand. Yeah. I'm like, look at. I just showed him like, this is my hand. Like I was stuck like this for a year. I'm like, listen. I'm ama- you know what I'm amazed? I'm amazed at tattoo artists that do jujitsu. Why? Oh, that they're willing to risk it. They're willing to risk that. That's their fucking livelihood, yeah. dude. I mean, look at Kurt, and Kurt's just trying to do it now. His hands are jacked. Yeah, but he's he's not like he's a jujitsu yeah. guy that wants a tattoo. I'm talking about tattoo artists. Like the only way they put money and f- like their, food on the table is food, yeah. I mean, that's with any kind of artist. Like I said, like even musicians. Like for for me, like playing guitars. You know, obviously it's not as big of a role in my life as it used to be. But, I mean, look, I've wrecked my hands. I, I'm willing to pay that price because that's how much I love jujitsu. And it's like I may have to give up playing guitar one day. But in the meantime, like, it is what it is. But you know what? There's people with massive arthritis. They're, they're guitar players or piano players. At one point or another, no matter what it is that you do, if you want to be good at something, you're going to have to pay your dues. What I think you should do is anytime you get fucking injured. Go play guitar. Go play guitar. No, that's what I did. Extensively. No, that's what I did. And it's funny enough because there were so many times I jacked up my fingers and having to play guitar, I couldn't do certain things. Like if you notice, like you see this goes in mm-hmm. and that's because like sliding up, this is the finger that I use. So it started pushing that finger in. So like it's, 
It's one of those things like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I couldn't. See? I, I can't I can't even bet. This, this. No, yeah, it's the same thing with mine. It does not bend. Yeah. It's one of those things. If you notice it, it doesn't matter what it is that you do. No matter what it is that you do, you're going to have to sacrifice something for it. Whether it's you want to be a race car driver, you want to be a professional fighter, you want to be a you know, world-famous painter, whatever it is, to be the best at something or to be one of the best in the world, you're going to have to sacrifice your body one way or another. Well, yeah. Or your time. It's both. It's everything. Like, if, if you know... I'm, I'm, nothing is free. That's that's what yeah. at the end of the day, nothing is free. You like I paid my dues to be in the music industry. I paid my dues, and it was with lack of sleep, uh, you know, mistreating my friends or neglecting uh, a girlfriend or whatever it is. I paid my fucking you dues. You need to see fucking Whiplash. No, I know I do, but you need to see it. There's it's so such many a movies. Good fucking, no, no, I I always like yeah. respect that. Like that scene alone for me is funny because. People don't realize, like, I've had music teachers like that. And that's the same reason that I was when I was teaching, like, guitar. I'm like, no, go. Nope, you fucked it up. Do it again. Like, you have to be that oh, gets, critical. No, yeah, but he, he, this guy goes beyond. Yeah. And there's there's another, there's a few scenes in that movie that are fucking awesome. It's a short movie, right? Oh, it's not that short. I mean, it's an hour and yeah. whatever. It's a regular movie. Um, there's two two scenes. One scene where he's talking to his family, and the line is, they're talking to him about Buddy Rich, and he said to the mic. He said, "I would rather be, I would rather be dead at 34 like Buddy Rich, and the whole world know me, than to die at 78 year, you know, or 80 years old in my bed, and nobody know who I was." Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I'm the and same way. That so that was the one line, and then the, the other. The other one was the conversation he was having with the girl he was dating. And he just basically told her, this isn't going to work, and here's why. Yeah. It was It was just like... I mean, I can tell you, like, I can give you the examples of the times that I had the same, that I had the same um, issues. I mean, there's, like I said, I've had breakups. I've had, like, all kinds of stuff where it was, I chose to do what I do. And if you can't understand that. I'm not going to sit there and fault you for it, but this is what I want to do. This is what I'm dedicating my life to. You're either in on it or you're not. That's just the way that it is, and that's who I am. So, like, one thing that people always ask me is, like, how is it that you do so much stuff? How is it that you sit there and constantly go, like, go with lack of sleep? And my honest to God truest answer is fear. Fear is my biggest motivator because it's the same thing. My fear, my biggest fear is to die not having done everything that I want to do, to not have given everything that I got. That excuse of being like, oh, I'm tired. Yeah, I'm lazy. I'm lazy. And as much as I do, I could be doing fucking more, and I'm lazy. But to sit there and say, like, at the end of the night, like, why I don't sleep is to sit there and say to myself, did I do everything that I could have done to be the best person or to like uh evolve as a human being or really take that one step closer i don't care if it's an inch or it's a mile did i take that one step closer towards my goal well that goes along the lines so like to me right so some people their house is their their home their yeah. their home is their, their castle life right or whatever their their life it's everything um to me your home is where you keep your shit while you're out doing shit. Yeah. 
Um, All right, George Carlin. Is that what he said? Yeah, he says a house is a place to keep your stuff while you go out and buy more stuff. Well, mine's not to go out and buy more stuff. It's do stuff. Yeah. So, you know, what happened to me when I found jujitsu was um, it caused me, forced me to reevaluate a lot of things in my life. And one of those things was as I watched football. Mm. I was a football guy. I played football in college. I played, you know, I was a, you know, I watched my teams, which were the Buffalo Bills, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Notre Dame. Those are my teams. When my teams won, I felt awesome for five minutes. When they lost, my day was wrecked. Yeah. So, but like on a Sunday, if there's three to four games, that's 12 hours of you sitting in front of a TV doing nothing or at a bar eating shit food for something that for something at the end of the day doesn't do anything nothing yeah it gives you nothing and so jujitsu like one day i just said i'm not gonna watch i'm done yeah i'm done with football and i i haven't like that happened like a year in so i haven't watched football in 11 years no, I did the same thing with basketball. I was obsessed with basketball. Basketball was like my thing. Like I watched every Laker game. I didn't miss a single one. I would stay up till three o'clock in the morning. And then I realized, fuck, I'm getting so angry. I get mad at the trades because they're stupid trades. I get mad at the calls because the fucking uh, coach is an idiot, whatever it is. And then I'm like, why am I getting so worked up? I have no stake in this game. I don't pay, I don't get paid a salary. I don't make those calls. Why do I give a fuck? Who was your team? The Lakers. Like, why do I give a fuck? I don't give a fuck. At least with MMA, I know the guys. And I at least train so I can sit there and relate to it and I learn something from it. So I get it. If I was playing basketball and, like, I was still, like, obsessed with it, like, fine, cool, no problem. But it's just why do I get so fucking worked up? The only time I get worked up now is if, like, Gilbert's fighting or Jay-Z's fighting, like Herbert's fighting this weekend, guys that I know, guys that I'm friends with, you know, like Soriano or or uh, Tall Steve, whoever, all the guys that I know that I'm friends with, I'm like, if they're fucking fighting, I'm in. I'm like, I don't care what's going on. Like, shh, shut up. I'm trying to watch this fight. But other than that, like, you know, it's... Not why? for nothing. I don't see many people beating Tall Steve and Bellator. Oh, no, for sure. They're, they're going to have to pull somebody in from the UFC. They're going to have to get, like, a, a Volkov to come back down for something like that to happen. And Steve's getting better. Steve's getting better by the day. Yeah. Like, and he's he's not going up with, with lightweights. you got to remember, this kid came in, and he went straight with the top dogs. He was he was going against Rumble. He was going with Vulcan before he was in the UFC. He was going with Tiago Silva, like, toe-to-toe. Like, he's going up against Linton. All the guys that are like top of the top. Yeah. You know, so it's he's literally getting chiseled by the sharpest knives on the block. So he he's got a bright future for sure. Yeah, I I I see him winning a belt for sure. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. Uh, and and the reason why is is rolling with him. He's super strong, isn't he? He's super strong and, and his hand is so big. You can't really break the grip off yeah. of your wrist because. And good luck if he's like, and the, the, his arms are so long, that guillotine comes in. I just like, and my game, my half guard game with his super long fucking legs. It won't matter. It won't I, matter. I, 
sucked. Yeah. I I got it, it took me we rolled for 6 minutes. I I was on the bottom for 5 of it and I finally swept him. And then he just turtled up and you know, I like not turtled up but like defended everything else you from there. You turtled up. <laughs> What's that? You turtled up. You I mean you defended but you turtled up be like, "Oh fuck, I got to ride this out." No, he did. He oh, was, he did. I when I when I swept finally, oh. I swept him at the like five minute mark. Yeah, and but I couldn't do anything after that. You yeah, know? so it's like, so what? I I got a sweep. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm a black belt, and he's not even ranked in jujitsu. Yeah, yeah, no, he's gonna he's gonna be fine. No, he's he's legit. That's like um, Desmond. Like Desmond. Like people don't realize he's a purple belt under. Frost a hobby, so like people are underestimating these people, and and they're all coming out of down here. Um, there was something else. Oh, can we also talk about our boy tonight uh, with his uh, with his rash guard? <laughs> Cam, isn't that the raddest rash guard ever? Yeah. Um, so if you uh, haven't been following us on Instagram, if you go to the uh, Jujitsu Radio Instagram. I'm going to pull it up right now just because I want to make sure that I put it up on the video when it pops up. Um, our homeboy, Cam, came up with uh, a rash guard from Good Life Smoke uh, Shop Boca in Boca Shout Raton. out to Honolulu, Joe Honolulu. Um, he had a Rihanna rash guard, which had, it took me a second. I was like, why is he coming in with a Rihanna shirt? Like, whatever, cool. And then I realized... Oh my gosh! This fucking kid has a Rihanna rash guard, and it's pretty good print too. It's a good print. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. So I give him credit, man. That's pretty original. I thought I was cool with my Macho Man rash guard. Uh, he he he's took the cake. He's got me beat big time. Speaking of which, I was actually rocking my um, my Want versus Need rash guard. That rash guard fits me fucking perfect. Is it a Muscova? No, no, no. Mine's Want versus Need. Yeah, now, dude, that gi is is fitting me like perfect. Even with my weight gain, it's fitting me like perfect. Yeah, I like that gi a lot. Yeah, it's uh, super lightweight. Right? It's like the cut. I like to cut. I really like to cut. I th- it's funny because the other gis, even though I'm gaining weight when I'm trying not to, like doesn't fit me. I can't worry move. about it in January. You dude. know what I'm saying? Get through the holidays, <laughs> bro. I've been fucking like I've been. I get up at like 4:30. I go work out. Granted, I'm not doing as much cardio as I should be doing, but I'm training more, and somehow my fucking weight is going up. I'm like, fuck, man. I was like, I went down to 215 for like two days. So from 220 to 215, all of a sudden, like 225. I'm like, fuck, man. I do not want to be in this weight class at all. Yeah, you're, you're an ultra heavy right now. Yeah, I'm like, no. I always like equate to people, like I tell people, and they're like, because they don't get weight classes if they've never competed in jiu-jitsu wrestling, so they don't understand it. So I tell people, listen. I normally compete at 205. If this was boxing and I was a professional boxer, I would be fighting against Mike Tyson. Like, huh? Like, exactly. That's when you start realizing, when you put in names to that weight class, like, yes, you weigh 210 pounds, you would be going up against Rumble Johnson right now, or you would be going up against Daniel Cormier. Like, oh, no, no, that's, that's not me. <laughs> I'm not doing that. So it's like, yeah, there's there's here's a, here's there's a, levels to it, and there's weight classes to it. Here's a question: Do you think Cormier is better heavyweight or light heavyweight? I 
think at light heavyweight, he's got the advantage. Um, but at heavyweight, he moves better because he doesn't have to kill himself with the weight cut. And he's undefeated at heavyweight. Right. I still think that John Jones is going to wreck him. Here's the question. Mm. Minus Jones. Minus Jones? Who's minus touching Jones. him? No, no, no. Minus John, uh, minus John Jones. Has there ever been anybody better? In heavyweight? And in MMA. Um, two-way class, two class belt holder. When he's fit, Kane. But I kind of throw Kane out the window now because he's supposed to be coming back. I'm just over it. I don't know. I'm over I, it, I don't think I don't think Kane is better. Than DC? Yeah. I think DC's I got... I think Kane's got way better striking than DC. I don't think so. I guarantee you. No, that. I don't think so. Watch, sure. watch their... Watch DC. DC has knocked, not just knocked out Stipe Miocic. Who? Stipe. Stipe who? Miocic. Miocic? Whatever. What's the difference? Miocic. All right. Um, he has. He's knocked out a few people. He's. I'm not knocking him. His wrestling. He's got better wrestling. Well, evidently, no Fedor. What? Evidently, Fedor. What do you mean? Fedor would technically, in his prime, be better than DC. I'm not talking about. And I'm. I'm. I'm talking about. Right now. No, no, no. I'm talking about of all time. I yeah, think, I would technically would say that Fedor. You think would be Fedor better. is better than? I think that if we could have gotten think prime, you think prime, prime Fedor, Fedor against a prime, prime DC, DC at heavyweight. I would go with Fedor. See, I wouldn't. I don't get me wrong. I don't think Fedor is as good as he's touted to be. But I think no, that I think Fedor, Fedor is good. I still, I just think Cormier is better. I mean, he's no Bob Sapp, but I think Cormier. I think Cormier. I think Cormier is. Probably the best to ever do. It. Well, I the, mean, it doesn't most... really count if you start off with saying like, "Okay, minus John Jones," and really, it's well, John Jones. Well, it, it is John Jones, but we don't we don't know what John Jones would do at heavyweight. How fucking annoying is that to know that you're so fucking good that you're the best in the world, but there's that one fucking guy you can go anywhere you want in the fucking world, but at the back of your mind, there's always going to be that and, one little and thing. And here's the thing. So here's that, the thing. And that pulls you from being but the here, goat. Here, but here's, there's that one guy, and he doesn't have to work hard. He doesn't have to do shit. And that's the stuff that pisses me off. That's another thing. It's always been my thing. Hard work beats talent. I've never been lucky. I've never been gifted. I bust my ass for everything. So to have that one person who barely has to fucking try, but can sit the there and party and show them. No. That's what he said. So he, he said he didn't train, train for Alex Gustafson. I don't think so. I think that's bullshit. Mm-mm. I think it's bullshit. I don't think so. He might have partied as well, but I guarantee you he trained. Because here's the thing. I think, I still think, Alex Gustafson won that fight. I don't. Well, that's fine. I, it was. It should have been a draw. And it, right. Or, or a draw. It right. should have been. I saw it for Alex. And they're fighting again on the 29th. I'm not that excited about that. Fight. I am excited for that. I don't think because here's what here, this is what's so interesting about it. Say Alex does it again, and and Alex, Alex, his last time out against Glover looked like a world beater. I don't think so. He looked good. What? I don't think so. What? No. You don't. You oh don't. wow! You beat Glover Teixeira. No, the man whose chin no longer exists. 
thanks to Rumble Johnson, who's got like the man can't sit there and survive two minutes anymore. No, like if he would have beaten Glover five years ago, I would have said yes. Yeah, it, it was the way he. It wasn't so much him beating him. It was. The combinations that he was beating. Oh, yeah. His striking got better. But, again, he knocked out a guy with a glass jaw. I don't think Glover's got a glass jaw. I don't think it's a glass jaw. Really? Yeah. It was. Bottom line is is if if Gustafson beats John Jones and DC has beat Gustafson and DC can't beat Gustafson or can't beat John Jones, what does that say? That would no. That would still make DC number one. You think that would make D, even though he can't beat the guy that he can beat the guy that beats John Jones, but yeah. he can't beat John Jones. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's there's someone who always has the solution to your puzzle, right? Yeah, there's one guy. Right. So it's the same as jujitsu. There's all. It's it's one of those things that it's there's never a top hand. You know, there's one hand that can always beat another one. It's like playing paper rock scissors. It's really what it is. because right. when it's, it, There's always a solution to right. that problem. If Alex beats John, DC would run through Alex easily. Okay, DC is number one for sure. But he still has John Jones has his number. It's the same thing with Benson Henderson and, and, uh, and Anthony Pettis, right? Henderson was the man. He came to the UFC, he was the man. And all of a sudden, yes, he came in. Heavyweight. And then Pattis came in, and guess oh, what? Light, light, one, he light. came and just took his shit. It's like, oh, you were top dog. You must have forgotten about who I was. And then they came in, and he wrecked them all over again. And they still couldn't beat him because Pattis had his number. It's just what it is. Is that someone's always going to have your number? Yep. So it's well, what are you going to do? You know. And that's the beauty of the sport for sure. But at the end of the day. DC can still come down as one of the the greatest of all time. I would say he's better than than Fedor. He's a legitimate champion. Like Fedor, I think he got a little bit lucky on on some of the wins that he got. I don't think that DC got any kind of easy street by any means. No. Um, if you look at who he's had to fight, the Dan easiest Henderson. He's like he wrecked Henderson. He beat AJ twice. He beat Alex easily. He's like he beat Stipe. Like he's beaten the top of the top. He beat Josh Barnett. Threw Josh Barnett like a rag doll. Yeah. Um, he out wrestled Josh. He the beat, only, he and beat the only one, the Anderson only one that makes Selva. him. Yeah, that's the only one that makes him look bad, because he didn't want to strike with with Anderson Silva. That's the thing. It's like if he would have stood against Anderson. It could have been something completely different. I think that he was probably really worried at how tricky Anderson was. That that's why he took him down. Or did he just respect him too much that he didn't want to? Like, no, that's what I'm saying. He like, no, 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 no. I don't mean. I, I mean, like, respected him that like he didn't want to be the guy that knocked out Anderson Silva. No, I don't think he would have. Because it was that. like a it was like a gift fight for both guys. It was a weird it was a weird matchup. It wasn't a gift somebody, fight. Somebody 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 fell out. I can't remember who. I think it was John. It was John. Like he had the, the no, troubles. Some, no, somebody was gonna fight DC. Anderson. No, no, it was DC. No, it was it yeah, DC. It was DC. Somebody was somebody was supposed to fight DC, and I think it was when John got busted again with the whole car accident. I think it was, and then Anders like, oh, I take fight, no problem. And then it's like, okay, well, I mean, it's kind of a heavy fight for you, but okay. And it just didn't work out. 
obviously, but I think it was one of those things like Anderson probably would have had the skills to to outstrike DC, and DC knew that. Because look at the end of the day, if John Jones can knock out DC and he saw that kick, what do you think Anderson saw? The only thing Anderson can't do is stop down that takedown. If Chao managed to take down Anderson, imagine I, what I DC still say that rematch with John Jones. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter because John Jones won. Mm. But up until that point, DC was winning that fight. Yeah. But two rounds. You can, For two rounds, yeah. he was winning that fight. No mean shit. Right, that's exactly. It doesn't mean started, shit. That's how you ended. Right. Well, but I would think and I would hope that that would give him some confidence if they were to fight again. Speaking of fights... XFN this past weekend. How was that? It was awesome. Can we can we talk about Felipe's look there? Well, my boy came out looking super jacked. What do you mean? Felipe. Did you see the photo he posted on on Facebook? No. Bro, he's like flexing and he's just jacked. So I was like Well, he came down from one sixty five to one twenty five. That's what I'm saying, but he looked super huge. Yeah, he looked massive. He looked like he should have been like a well, short one eighty five. All he all he did was shed all his fat. I know. So, <laughs> so like, he's got muscle. So he's got muscle on muscle. And got, I wrote on his Facebook, I was like, "Bro, stay away from the kangaroo meat." <laughs> yeah, but he's 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 he, you know he's he's he got a nutritionist for this fight. Yeah, no, he's he's. I give him credit, man. Felipe is is going super professional. Yeah, he's he's a. A young dude who's treating this exactly like a business. I he's got a bright future, man. I'm super stoked for him. Um, so shout out to Felipe. Congrats. Yeah, it looked like it was a good uh, fight night. I didn't it's get to watch it. Night. There's a lot of great fights. Um, a lot of um, a lot of knockouts. A lot of like like it was just a lot of action. It was yeah, really it was a really long night for sure. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't get to do much. I was uh, busy celebrating the holidays this whole weekend. It was, it was like nonstop. My there's, liver was there's definitely. Your, there's, your, there's where your two twenty five came for from. For sure, for sure, because we had brunch at Bar Rita down in Fort Lauderdale. Um, I know you probably haven't been there yet. The food is fucking amazing, but it was the first time they did brunch. So for twenty five bucks, all you could drink mimosas. And then they had. Uh, it was all you could drink mimosas. Then they had a breakfast mimosa, which was champagne, orange juice, and tequila, which that'll fucking wreck your day. And then Coronas. So we were just drinking heavy, and we did a gift exchange. So it was my my friends and I doing a, a gift exchange, and we were just we drink heavy. And this is the first time I drank in a while, so I didn't get like destroyed because I can handle my liquor. But there was a group of women next to us. This is where the story was supposed to go. There's a group of women next to us, and it was one of theirs' birthday. They had to be like mid forties. These women were getting so out of hand, sloshed. I'm assuming it was the one whose birthday it was. She was just throwing shit. She starts biting people, and like not in a fight manner, but she was just super out of her head. So they were like holding her. They were trying to keep her steady. They're like, "Oh, drink this." She's like, "Starts like this is fucking water." Slams it down. It's like a wreck. A wreck. I'm like, how do you handle your shit, man? You're an adult. What is wrong with you? No, oh, it's a table of grown ass women just getting super out of hand. Hey, look. So it was a good every, weekend. Every, yeah, everybody's got to have fun. We had the temple party last Friday. 
Where I went on Temple, Temple Runs. You always get to send a sober guy for the booze yeah. run. It's funny is I we were talking about it. I'm like, they're like, someone asked me if I'm, you know, sober, sober, like yeah, in the program. Like, yeah. I'm like, no, I just not a big drinker. I mean, you I should. Drink. You should tell people and say like, I used to weigh 135, and then I, <laughs> I cleaned no. up. And you could be like me. It's just funny that I have to explain that. No, I just not really a big. Well, drinker. it's kind of awkward for the area. That's the thing. It throws people off. Yeah. Well. You know? Yeah, it's just never been my thing. I'd, and the reason being is so I... You Despite know, the fact of having had a beer with Burt Reynolds. So I, yeah, at 17 or 16. Yeah. So that would have probably turned a lot of people out. Come Last on. night there was they were doing some in, uh, in memoriam thing on TV. Yeah. And they, about everybody, all the celebrities that died this year. And they talked about Burt. His last movie was called like The Last Movie Star or something like that. Kind of want to see it now. Yeah. Probably super sad. Probably is. Yeah. You see the new one with Clint Eastwood where he's like a drug the runner? Mule? Yeah. That looks kind of cool. Dude, he, that dude making great fucking movies. Like, behind the camera. Is good. Gr- behind the camera, he's incredible. Yeah. No, he's a good director. He's an incredible director and he makes good movies and, and he stars in them all. That's smart. Just make your own fucking money. His son's doing pretty good too. Oh yeah, what's his name? Um, Scott. Scott Eastwood. Yeah. Did you see the the map I got up on the wall? Oh. Yeah. Uh, nope. It's Legend of Zelda. Well, I never played that. I know, game. but it it looks like like a Lord of the Rings map. Yeah, right? I thought it was Lord of the Rings. So I thought that was Mount Doom. Oh, that you see that poster? Like you can't see it obviously because you guys are on the camera. So did you look at that poster? The Scarface one. Yeah. Oh, what about it? But did it, you look it, at it up close? Is it all little scenes from the movie? It's the entire script of the movie that paints the 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 picture. So you can literally, if you start from the top left and you start reading to the right, it's literally the entire script of the movie. I love that. So it's the scene, for those of you guys, because you guys can't see it, Yeah. it's the scene where he's in the, uh, it was after he got shot at the nightclub and he shows mm-hmm. up to Frank's auto dealership Yeah. and he sits down and he calls him cockroaches. A bunch of cockroaches. A bunch of cockroaches. You're a cockroach, Frank. You're a belt. Hassa, Frank. You grab the belt right there. I got my my championship belt. You got to leave that out there. That's, for, that's the tag team championship belt. That's um, that's for when I decided to uh, or is it go on a business for myself? How'd you guys call it? You go business you go, for yourself. You go into business for yourself. Uh, and then we got the Macho Man thing up top, and Bruce Lee. I have like another poster, but it's another Clint Eastwood poster. I figured I can't over Clint Eastwood the place up. No, it's actually from uh, Outlaw Josie Wales. Well, can you really? How about this? can you really? Can you really cl- over Clint Eastwood someplace? I think so. I, think I don't think you can. Too. Big. How yeah. about this? I've been wanting to break this out for like ever since I got it. Yeah, that's the shit. How fucking dope is this? Red leader. Red I don't know leader. how it messes up on the microphone, but then, bam, I got the visor and shit too. How dope is that? Red leader one. It makes noise. I don't know if I still have batteries on this thing, but it makes noises too. It's supposed to be um, like voice activated, but it's kind of bullshit. If I put that shit on, it look like Porkins from oh, Star. Oh, you wouldn't. You yeah, I <laughs> should do it now, <laughs> but I don't think it'll fit your head. It barely. Remember, remember Porkins? Yeah. 
How how shitty is that? How shitty is you get a you get oh, there a, you go. Can you hear that? That's the X wing. So it's coming in. So the X the X wing, and technically when you speak, you hear it. So you can give the commands. So say like fire missiles, and technically it's supposed to say. How cool is that? Yeah, it's rad. But how shitty is it to be known as the one fat, fat guy? guy? And they, it, well, imagine. Look, hey, look, we we're gonna get you a, a, a part in this movie. Oh, I get to be in Star Wars. Yes. Here's the problem. You're gonna die. <laughs> no, no, that's not the problem. Seconds. We don't have a name for it. So, um, you know, uh, Porky. You know what sounds good? No, I'm just. Uh, you know what? We're gonna go with Porkins. How, like, I want to know. Porkins. How, but you know what? They named the fat guy Porkins. What's it like? Isn't there a movie called like that? Or Porky and Porkies. Best? Porkies, yeah. Porkies was like one of those movies from the 80s that I would rent so I could look at titties and. Yeah, that one is the one that kind of. Very hairy muff. Oh. Very hairy 80s muff. I'm not getting into that one. I think if anything. Oh, though, like we you've should... never gotten into a hairy muff? No. Not my thing. No, not, not for so this you've podcast. So you've never. You... <laughs> You, you've never not having that conversation on never, this podcast. You've never. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and and deflect that one. And I'm gonna call play it. the fear. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Fear. If anything, we actually do got to call it a night because we got to wrap up here. It's uh, we're about an hour and thirty deep, and we got to get rolling. <laughs> you said deep when we're talking yeah, about muff. Yeah, exactly. I said muff. So what? So, I'm a dude. What do you? Not bad on? for the first podcast in the first. Uh, yeah, no. In the studio, in the, in the, right? From the studio. So I got a vinyl poster coming out soon, uh, and hopefully we can throw some of our sponsor stuff in there as well. So we'll get that going. Oh, also before I end, uh, shout out to uh, Jujitsu Soap, total sidetrack, but they sent me the CBD solve. Uh, it's fucking amazing, man. I gotta try and get you one, but yeah. <laughs> it's kind of horseshit. But it, bro, you don't even take showers. So, so what do you need? What does that so- have to do with sore, sore fucking muscles? Oh man. Uh, well, it's more for like cuts and stuff like that, dude. It works so fucking good. Um, so check out the the CBD solve from uh, from Jujitsu Soap. And other than that, I think we can call it a wrap. I want to give a a big thank you to all the sponsors and everybody that's supporting us. Please. Uh, Make sure that if you see Sean on the street, that he acknowledges you um, when uh, you come up to say hi to him because evidently he's already got his uh I said, his I, said ego. I said, hey, thanks, dude. I think or you I owe said, my buddy thanks, Jacob a, uh, an apology. I said thanks, man. So, Jacob, if you're listening to this, I said thanks, man. If you didn't hear me, it's not my fault, but... He was like, he was like, oh, I'm gonna go. He was telling me the whole story. He's like, it was just like a random thing. He's like, he needed a drink because he was working out in the sun all day. And then he's like, oh, I like your podcast. And he said, your response was like, eh. no, but he's wrong. I said, uh, hey, thanks, man. Jacob is a pretty stand-up guy. I never, well, I know what I said. I never so. seen him. The the only time I've seen Jacob bullshit is when he lies about being an FSU fan. That's about it. So shout out to to Bear. Um, so he's actually supported the podcast from, from day one, so appreciate the love. Um, with that being said, go ahead and check out all of our sponsors. We actually, Oh, you know what? I did want to do one thing because I want to do the contest. I didn't get a chance to start the contest yet. Start that shit. So I'm thinking for the contest that we can do a, uh, a little package of the giraffe choke hat and a bar of soap. 
because um, my Chukaloha stuff didn't get here yet. That's a whole different story. But we got to name the studio. So I'm thinking maybe we can do a contest of suggestions. And even though if we don't pick that name to be the winning name for the studio, that the, the best, best suggestion. Name, the best suggestion. Yeah, it would probably win the prize. That sounds pretty solid, right? Yeah, sure. All right, cool. So we'll make that post. Uh, and since we got it on video, it'll be good too. That being said, check out Chocoloha. Check out Jiu-Jitsu Soap and Giraffe Choke. We'll have all the promo code information at the bottom of the description video on YouTube. Check out the video on YouTube. because Go now, to Nomad. Go to Nomads. Uh, shout out to Nomads. Hopefully we can get some posters some up here too. Did you see the video of Kelly Slater? Will he fall, fell, fell off the back, board and came right back, back up? up? Motherfucker. When you're the best, you can't do shit about it. I don't know. Did, did you see who won? No, I didn't it was see between, who won. It, the finals was him and Medina. I didn't see. I don't think he won. I don't we think Slater. Well, yeah. we, we have an internet, and, or we don't really have an internet. but well, We have phones. We have phones. Pipe Masters 2018. Or is it 29? Pull up. I don't think people really give a shit. To be yes, honest. they do. Yeah. Surfing is just a part of. So, come on. It's not that difficult. Pull it up. Let's go. Uh, the final event, Gabriel uh, doesn't. Pipe Masters World. Pulling it up. Event results. Dude, you take Come on, dude. This is, I'm pretty sure if you would have just gone to their Instagram, it would have popped up. It's like, congratulations to our winner. I mean, that's just me, though. So, come on. Dude, we got a ton of dead air. Let's go. Gabriel Medina. Won, it says he won the world championship, but it doesn't say if he I, I, Does that mean he won the... Uh, he won. All right. Or it's just saying he won. Fuck it. All right. We got to call it a quits. Thank you, everybody, for watching it on YouTube. Thank you for everybody that subscribed and sends out all the love. Gabriel Medina. Okay, Gabriel Medina won. Uh, thank you to our sponsors. Our Brazilian fans will like that because he's Brazilian. Good for him. He's actually really good. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah the, guy that, the guy that won the World Championships and the Pipe Masters, he's really good. Uh, um, follow Sean at... Gorilla Boy BJJ. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Follow our Instagram for all the fun stuff. And follow Sonder Marketing. Go check out all our sponsors. And we are the F out. Peace. You Deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Keep stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine right, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators up.